What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. I I am so pumped because... Uh, anytime you get to bring on uh, another bearded brother. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can't even see the glory that is Nick Carpenter's beard. But uh, even more than his beard, he is an unbelievable businessman. He, he, he loves people. He loves creating value. And he's done it all through social media. So guys, I just want to tell you that, that Nick, who is the founder of, and CEO of the Legion of Loan Officers. In its entirety, you have helped lenders close seven billion, billion with a B, dollars worth of loans. That's insane, bro. So Nick, man, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, get, give the listeners just like a, a 60 second intro into to who you are. Man, thank you so much, Kyle. Really always an honor to be able to share time with you, you know, and, you know, 7 billion 20 is in 2020, right? Total in Legion, since, since Legion's founded, we're probably somewhere around maybe $15 billion, $16 billion of, Shut of closed loans. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy for real, but obviously 2020 was an insane year Whoa. for the officers. So, so yeah, Whoa. 7 billion last Incredible. year. Yeah. So uh, my 60 second story grew up as a Navy brat, joined the Air Force because I didn't want to go to college. I went to Iraq in 2004, decided I didn't want to go back to Iraq again. So I got out of the Air Force. I got my real estate license in Texas. Uh, You know, I bought a house in the Air Force, loved it, became a realtor and really uh, basically hated working with buyers and sellers. But I was, I loved the marketing. I just fell in love okay. with the marketing side, like the, the hunting for the leads. I got really good at that, generating a few hundred leads a month. I switched to a referral model, ultimately got recruited by Keller Williams. I went on staff with them, did some training there. And then I got recruited by Benchmark Mortgage um, in Dallas to open a corporate marketing team. You know, at the time they had about 50 branches doing $2 billion a year. And so I built a team there. And, and the team that I built still exists today. The guy that was working with me, he still runs the team. But, you know, in t- 2014, cool. decided I want to spread my wings, left there, uh, you know, 2014 to 2016, sort of like the dark ages. And we can definitely get into all of that. You know, for me, it's like the <laughs> Lion King elephant graveyard, you know. Um, okay. 2017, launched the Legion and uh, been cranking ever since. So that's basically how I, how I ended up here today. And bro, I love, what I love about your story is, you know, the, the word value gets so overused, you know, it's kind of just become like a commodity word in, in, in our world, you know, man, I'm all about value. I'm all about value. Like that's just, everybody knows how to just vomit that out of their mouth. And what I love uh, about what you've done is you realized what people truly want are leads 
And so I'm not going to teach, I'm not going to just go give you some fish. I'm going to go teach you how to fish and then send you out to go do it for, do it for a bunch of other people. And, and it's an unbelievable business model. And so what, what I want to jump into is I, I know, I know you're, you guys are big on mindset. How do you, with all the LOs, the loan officers that y'all work with, how do you prepare them mentally to navigate the waters of social media? It's definitely difficult. And it's for people that are, you know, I'm about to be 41 years old. And, you know, for people that are older than me, especially you look at people of 50s and 60s, you know, we have some guys that are oldest members in his 70s right now. And so for some of them that didn't grow up on social media or with internet and, you know, kind of putting their lives out there, it, it can be difficult. So a really simple exercise that anybody can go through, we, we take our members through it when they first join the Legion. Uh, we call it the known for known as exercise. So if you just take okay. a blank piece of paper, draw a line down the middle on the left, right, known for on the right, right. Known as there are certain things that you want to be known for known as, right? If we use you for, as an example, right? You want to be known as a family man. You want to be known as a great husband. You want to be known for spending time with your kids. You want to be known for taking awesome family vacations, right? You want to be known as a pastor. You want to be known for your faith. Uh, maybe you want to be known for cooking epic steaks, right? You want to be known as a great chef, yeah. like all these kind of things where in real life, most people are pretty fun in real life, but they aren't able to translate that into online because yep. a lot of times they just don't know what to talk about, right? That's the biggest thing I hear is like, well, I don't know what to say. So they just, um, they do that background kind of lurking and, and, but they don't know what to talk about. They're not creating conversations. So what we do is we take everybody through this known for known as exercise basically just get everything down on paper. There's, there's not too many answers and then whittle it down to about six or eight topics that you really want to focus on. We, we get to be our own paparazzi today. You know, the celebrities have this love hate relationship with the paparazzi because they love, they love the paparazzi because they keep them relevant, but they hate the paparazzi because they catch them in their bad moments and things they don't want people mm. to see. But for us, luckily for me and you, unless you're like even more famous than I think we don't have cameras following us around. Right. No, and so like, you're correct. To, <laughs> we, we get to just stick our hand out, you know, with our own camera, we get to be right. like paparazzi. So I teach, you know, kind of like going to those concepts, like, Hey man, when you're doing something cool or there's something good going on around you, like share that with people. You have to take pictures and be willing to take, tell your wife to take pictures of you sometimes. And so you have some content, but the known for known as exercise is really easy for anybody to go through. And it will give you um, where you can be a multifaceted person online so that people are like, man, Kyle's cool. I kind of want to get to know him in real life, you know, because ultimately that's how you're going to be able to build those, those relationships on social media. Man, I love that. So, so first of all, am I allowed to steal that oh, yeah, of for, course. for my yeah, own yeah. stuff? Totally. Okay, good. Thank you. So you said that everybody heard it. It's public. Nick said, I'm allowed to use that. So, so you're doing this exercise. How... Because obviously you're working with lenders. So how do you coach them through like the balance of all the things you want to be known for, known as, but then also you're a mortgage lender. And so you don't want to never talk about the lending piece. How do you help them achieve balance? Is there ever balance? Like what, what does that look like for, for, for the people that y'all work with? Yeah. So if you look at a TV show, as an example, a 30 minute TV show, it's 22 minutes of content, right? So, so there's 22 minutes of content. There's eight minutes of commercials. 
if you look at a one hour show, you know, it basically balances out around the same way where there's like 38 minutes or 39 minutes of content. And then the rest is commercials. If you go through yeah. Facebook right now, if you look at your newsfeed, you know, if you're listening to this, scroll through your newsfeed and notice that you're going to have three or four organic posts and then one sponsored post, three or four organic, one sponsored. So even if you look at Facebook, at TV, those, those you know, they're all using about a 20% ratio, 25% ratio of, of sponsored content or commercials. So I kind of look at it the same way, right? Where if you post a Facebook profile to me is like having your own TV channel where you're going to have okay. different, different shows are going on, right? You have a show about a content compounding. You have a show about pastoring. You have a show about your family life, right? And people are tuning in for these different quote unquote kind of shows that are occurring on your profile. And when you get people's eyeballs and you get their attention based on your other content, now you earn the right to show them a commercial, just like TVs do, you know, just like the TV or the radio where, you know, they give you the thing about the radio, right? They give you like 20 minutes of music and then like 10 minutes of commercials or whatever, you know, they have this, um, this math equation. They basically just, use. we just do the same thing. So talking about yourself personally, having some of those facets, the known for known as it's going to give you more things so that on a daily basis, you have one, two, three kind of posts that you can make every day. And then now yeah. that gives you more opportunities to insert commercials because you, know, you can't be only commercials. Then you're like the one to 3 a.m. infomercial. So you have to have some yeah. content, but right. the more content, you know, the more like good content you create, the more opportunities you create for gaps to have a commercial as well. So that's kind of how we balance it out, you know, usually around 25%, you know, business related success stories, okay. testimonials, wins, you know, that kind of stuff. Bro. I love, I love, I love that analogy. So, so I'm curious because hearing you talk about this, it sounds so simple, right? Like it doesn't sound hard to talk about yourself and the things that you like to do 75% of the time. And then 25% of the time, talk about your business. Like the concept of that doesn't sound hard, but you and I watch a lot of realtors and lenders every day on social media and all they know how to do is talk about their business. Why do you think most people have such a hard time talking about the non-business related things? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, for the, I think a lot of times it's an age piece where people are just often like nervous to be talking about themselves, be seen as a bragger or, um, I, you know, also I think there's some nervousness behind a lot of people about sh oversharing about their personal life on Facebook, on, you know, on social media online, or there's this kind of nervousness around that. Um, a great concept that I use, a, a mentality shift that's helped me a lot in terms of how I talk to people on Facebook is I imagine that there's a barbecue that's happening in my neighborhood all the time, right? The barbecue, it's a 24 hour barbecue. You can go there. Somebody's cooking on the grill. There's some music playing, whatever. And if you go there at six in the morning, it's going to be a different crowd and different kind of things that people want to talk about. than if you go there at 9 PM, right? People are, okay. when people are going into the, in the morning, they're in kind of this work mentality. They're, they're more wanting to talk about that sort of thing versus, you know, late in the evening as people are drinking or smoking or whatever people do to relax in the evening, you know, they're more willing to have kind of taboo conversations. So, but if you go to that barbecue, you can know that it's always happening. If you go there, there might be 50 people there. There might be hundreds of people, but the barbecue is always happening. 
And that's how I treat Facebook is it's no different, right? Anytime you jump on Facebook, the barbecue is cracking. And um, it's like, what, what would I, what would I talk about at a barbecue? You know? So sometimes it's like, people love to talk about their experiences, their, you know, their thoughts, their you know, life travels and stuff. So some of the better things that I, I like on Facebook, the better, better engagement posts that I get are when you're asking people, what do they like? You know, something that they like, like how do you like to season your steaks when you cook them at home? You know, um, what do you, what do you cook for a meal? If you want to impress somebody that's coming over, you know, what do you make? You know, what do you like to drink for this or, the other day? Yeah. All that kind of stuff gets great engagement because everybody likes telling you about their own thoughts and feelings and experiences and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And especially when they don't have so, a card. So, so let's, let's break this down because I think what you just said, we're about to gloss over it, but I think you get it and I get it, but most people don't. I think people overthink the simplicity of, of our posts, right? Like, like you, you literally, what, four days ago, you put up, man, when somebody comes over for dinner, what is that dish that you wow them with? On the surface, that looks stupid, right? Like it's meaningless. Who cares? I, yesterday, I put up a post that literally said, I just need to know, are you a dog or a cat person? That thing has over a hundred comments, totally pointless, but, but talk to people to help them understand like just the way that that helps us in the algorithm and why content like that is valuable that on the surface can seem kind of pointless. All right. So we, we talked earlier about how most people, they don't know what to post on Facebook and that's why they just don't post. They become lurkers. My mom is a great example. She's 65 years old. She always knows what's going on on Facebook, but yet she never posts, but she always right. knows. Like if you bring up something, yeah. oh yeah, I saw that, you know? And um, so oftentimes everybody else is the same way where they're not sure how, what to talk about, how to create conversations. So if you're a conversation creator on Facebook, you actually make Facebook easier for everybody else because people that don't know what to talk about, if you create a conversation, they don't have to talk about anything. They can just engage your conversation. And now what you do is you start getting those eyeballs and you start getting known as the creator, you know, the guy that's always getting the conversation going. And, and even just by asking really simple questions, you can do that. You can get conversations created. So on, on one case, that's, that's the reason to do it is that it's like making videos. You talk a ton about making videos. Everybody watches videos, yeah. but like, you know, a fraction of people that watch videos are actually making them. The same thing is true for Facebook right. posts, right? Where people, everybody wants to engage on Facebook, but nobody wants to create the conversation. They want to go and comment on somebody else's thing. So you can do that. You can be the person where, you know, it's like hosting the party, right? You, you're creating the conversations. And I love what you said because so I can be the opposite of your mom, right? I, because I love to teach and I know you love to teach. And so we, we enjoy educating people because what we know, a lot of people don't know. And so if I'm not careful, I will only educate. And, and that can even become boring to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when they randomly want to see the post about bourbon, the post about, you know, whatever it is. And, and so I think that's, just, that's such a pivotal thing to, 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 to reference that there, there's no such thing as any one way or wrong way to, to do this, because even the good things can become bad things if that's all we ever know how to do. Right, right. 
And, and so that's a and, and so that's a that's a big thing. And and so talk to me about because if, if you're listening on the podcast, you you guys can't see Nick, but Nick has a has a beard that's about 84 feet long. <laughs> and 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 we're going to talk about this uh, before we jump off too. That you you're very open about about smoking weed, and yeah. and, and 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 you're appropriate with it. You're you're you do a bunch of different like bourbon tastings. And, and so you talk about things that the, the so-called business-minded person would see as taboo. Yeah. So, so talk to people about, like, how did you come to the realization that, like, you didn't have to fit into the box that corporate America wanted to put you in? You didn't have to wear the suit like the lenders do that you work with? Like, what did that transformation look like to finally go screw these guys? I'm, I'm Nick and you either like it or you don't like, how did you get there? Yeah, actually it was, it was a pretty uh, easy transition for me in terms of the way that it happened, the story, because, okay, I was, I was at the time I was working at a corporate office at a mortgage company and I planned an event for what we called up and coming branch managers. These were branch managers that we thought if we pour it into these people, we can double their production. So I actually planned a zero cost event for the company, meaning I found a big chalet in Breckenridge that a lady owned. She let us use it for free. She was a, a man, you know, manager at the company. We got okay. the chef, we got speakers, everything. We figured out all the costs and then we divided it. We had the branch managers pay. I did all this ahead of time. And then I went to the owners and I told them about the event. And so, <laughs> you know, I got in trouble basically for doing that. And, but it was like an epic event, right? It came off amazing. It was very impactful. And at that event, Jim McMahon, who's the president of Benchmark, he gave a quote there that really I still stick with me today. He, the quote is that there are enough people who will do business your way that you don't need the ones who won't. And I love it, man. It like it. hit me on such a core level that I started changing the way I was dressing at the office. I started only wearing like benchmark t-shirts. Wow. I stopped dressing up. I started growing my beard out more. I had like a baby beard, you know, um, like a, cor yeah. a little corporate beard, you know? And, and so, uh, I started just doing all that. And then eventually in June or so in the summer of 2014, I left and, you know, just went and spread my wings completely. But yeah, I mean, the thing is like people, you don't, you don't want people to be super lukewarm about you. It doesn't mean you want to create people to hate you, but kind of like if there's a few people that hate you, that's better than if everybody's lukewarm about you. Because yeah. if some people can hate you, that means that other people can love you. And so a perfect, you mentioned about the cannabis. It's a perfect example, right? It's like me talking about that has definitely cost me business. 100% people have not yeah. done business with me because of that. But also people come in the Legion and they're like, oh my God, man, I'm joining because I saw that video you did where you had those two jars in the background. And I was like, man, I'm definitely working with this guy. <laughs> right. So, so I'm getting some yeah, people bro. that are going, pushing away, but I'm also getting some people that are pushing closer, like pulling closer. And they like love me more because I'm willing to, you know, put myself out there. So same thing will occur for anybody else, you know, that is just willing to yeah. talk about themselves. Well, a and, bit and more. Man, on, on that same line, Years ago, probably along the same timeline that you just spoke to for yourself, I was having people, right? Because I was the, the guy coming out of church ministry and I was having business people say, dude, you can't talk about God when you're doing corporate events 
if you ever want to grow and be popular and grow a following. And, and I had to have a similar moment of like, so is it worth being less of myself to be more accepted? Yeah. Or is it better to be riskier running my lane, doing it my way and just grab the people that want to come along for the ride and see what happens. And, uh, and, and my story has been very similar to yours. Um, and, and it's powerful when we give ourselves permission to be ourselves. Because just Absolutely. yesterday, because you, you, you know Gary Vee, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Gary Vee did a whole video about cannabis. I don't think he did it yesterday. I just saw it yesterday. But he talked about how like we're going to be known as the, the generation of people that made a, a good thing a bad thing when you look at like the history of cannabis. And, and so... Like, I want to be totally random on this podcast because I, I've never smoked weed before, right? So I want to know, like, let, like let, let's, let's not talk about social media for a second and let's just talk about weed, right? What, what are the things, like, what are the misconceptions that someone like me who, right, I grew up in like a super religious home where like weed was a drug drugs were the devil right like so so uh, someone like me that that hasn't had some of the same experiences that you've had with cannabis what are what are those misconceptions that people go man i i was completely wrong about that yeah so you know our parents my parents were the same way right where that was basically their message but I knew that my dad had smoked a little pot and, you know, some of that, but I came up in the military, you know, my, like I said, my dad was in the Navy. It was a big deal, okay. you know? Um, and, but the thing is our parents, they're just regurgitating what they were taught because, you know, the fact that when they changed the laws, they, you know, that's just like their parents put that message into them. It was like the whole, like Ronald Reagan era, man. If you think back when I was a kid, you know, they were doing that whole brain on drugs, the egg, you know, commercials yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And the thing, the, yeah. the thing is like drugs are bad, right? I have a hundred percent admit now, I think that all drugs should be legal. Personally, I don't think that doing drugs, if you, anything you put in your own body, I don't think that should be like a criminal crime. You shouldn't have to go to jail with the murderer because you smoked sure. crack or whatever. But but there is, you know, cannabis has been lumped in with all other drugs unnecessarily. And that's what, you know, made it so scary is they're like, you know, if you think of cannabis and heroin as the same and on the same level, that is scary, right? It's like terrifying, sure. but, but, but also it's totally different. It's totally natural that our, our country and like the history of the world has cannabis throughout history. Um, it was only changed when they changed it because of the paper mills wanted it to change people that were making paint and stuff. You can do so much with hemp that they, you know, they lumped hemp and cannabis in it with the same laws and they outlawed both of them at the same time. And so, uh, you know, okay. it's, it's only through basically, um, you know, companies greed that, that all these laws were affected, you know, uh, when, when everything got changed. And so, you know, I would suggest anybody that, you know, wants to experiment with cannabis. So one, you mentioned about the misconceptions is that, oh, it makes you lazy. You know, you don't want to work. You don't want to do anything. Cannabis is like anything else. It just makes you more of what you already are. You know, um, can it make you lazy? Yeah, of course it can. Right. But yeah, there's two kinds of cannabis, basically sativa and indica, you know, indica is what I think of indica is like in the couch, right? It's like the nighttime pot. It's the one that makes you lazy and chilled out, but also sativa is more of a mind high and it's more of like a daytime, like active pot, you know? So 
you know, it's it depending on where you're at, you know, if you can get access and know what you're getting, try those different kinds, try different strains because okay. every strain has a different effect, right? There's, there's strains that, you know, for my wife, she can use a specific strain like Clementine Kush, for example, completely eliminates her back pain. She can use a strain called um, Ray Charles makes you go to sleep. It like 30 minutes after you smoke it, you definitely will be asleep. You know, oh my God. there's just these different ones where it's not only about the taste and the flavor and all these things, but they all have different properties and that's what's being able to be studied today. But the federal government has prevented, you know, medical studies. That's why no studies exist today. Very, very few studies exist in America. All the studies are being done in Europe, in Israel, different places like that, where they're showing what the different properties are that can have effects. But the U.S. government has limited it. You have to have federal authorization to do a medical study and the the cannabis that they have available is really bad cannabis you know so i would just say you know, people should just try things out especially now with edibles there's ways to ease into it if you really want to try it but i know a lot of people in illegal states that use cannabis medicinally on um, you know either whether they're smoking or they're using edibles um, right you know for all kinds of different medical issues and so you know it's it's not right for everybody but it's right for most people you know is my personal opinion and, sure, uh, but it's just a matter of like finding what makes sense for you. So we're going to save this for another day, but maybe my first time will have to be in Colorado with you. Um, hey, that would be an honor. Well, so, but, but here, let, let, so watch this. Are you ready for this seamless transition back to social media from smoking pot? Is there a certain strain that would pull people's inhibitions down just enough to help them be better on social media. Yeah, probably, probably most of them because it just gives you, you know, it's like a slight boost of confidence to me. It creates a lot of ideas, right? For me, if I have somebody coming on a VIP day, like we'll, I'll smoke all day with them as long as they're fine with it. Because it's just like, for me, I don't know, it's this outflow of ideas that are created a lot of times you know, when I'm, when I'm smoking. So I think for, for some people that are a little bit in their, (coughs) excuse me, they're like a little bit in their shell or whatever, you know, it'll help them kind of, yeah. Kind of break free. So I was, I I was, I spoke at an event. Uh, It was a state realtor event and uh, the keynote speaker was, was a super popular realtor that a ton of people know. And she travels around and speaks well, pre COVID right all all over the country and she told me bro i was so weirded out by this and now because of friends like you it's it's way less weird because this was like four years ago she she said kyle i smoke before i speak every time i smoke before i got on this call it's, it's just it's fascinating you know like i love this is, this is kind of another thing, that, and this is a great conversation to have, too, with social media. I, I just love learning. You know, like, I, I love talking to people that grew up differently than me. I love talking to people that believe differently than me because there's so many things that we just don't understand, and therefore we've put kind of a, that's bad because mm-hmm. I don't understand it. And, and I think with social media, if, if people would just go, I'm going to try it. For the next 90 days, I'm going to just start doing video. For the next 90 days, I'm going to just start posting random stuff like what would your go-to dish be if somebody came to your house for dinner, right? 
And, and I think it would blow people's minds at what they would see happen on social media. Absolutely. By just their willingness to try. Mm-hmm. It's and, like, and, and that so, consistency, right? That 90 day consistency. It's like your 14 yeah. day video challenge. You know, it's all about creating consistency. People think they have to have some sort of like magical trick in order to impress people. You know what impresses people? Consistency. Doing the same little thing every freaking day. Yep. That's what impresses people. And I'm telling you, man, if, if people like, you know, that's why you're challenging some of the stuff you got going on is so cool because it's about creating consistency. And that's it. If you can just be part of the conversation, especially on Facebook, social media in general, just being there, being present, being part of the conversation for 90 days straight, be amazed at the kind of inbound opportunities that that will create just by being present and yep. being creating conversations, engaging conversations just by being there. Dude, I, I, I hope, I hope that listeners heard what you just said. If, if you didn't hear what he said right now, rewind this 30 seconds because what you said is so brilliant because you literally said, just be present. That's it, right? Like, like that, that's all you said. Is, is be present. And so the way I want to close out this episode is I want to talk about, because you did over Christmas, you did, and I, I, and I freaking loved it, but you did How the Beard Saved Mortgage. And it was like a 12 days of Christmas giveaway mm-hmm. where you brought on guests, you, you talked about their expertise and whatever they're the expert of, it was fun. Y'all told stories. You, you gave away big prizes, small prizes, awesome prizes, dumb prizes, right? From, from really cool services to 500 pound Kit Kat bars. <laughs> and, and, and so talk to people about like, why, why did you ultimately choose to do that? Was it uncomfortable at, at times? You know, what was the outcome you were hoping to achieve? Like help people understand like why we do stuff like that. So the first time that I ever did it was in 2018. So this this was my third year, my third year of doing the giveaways. The first year that I ever did it was actually kind of a slightly selfish reason for doing it was that I, I was still pretty fresh kind of in getting my own legs And so in terms of the Legion, and so I really went out and I got the biggest names I could possibly get so that I could tag them on the post and everything like that. And I could use it to get a wider, cast a wider net of people that know Nick Carpenter, see me as valuable, get those people to be talking about me. So, I mean, kind of selfishly, that's actually where, you know, where the idea originated from, but also, um, I, you know, there's that special on Netflix where Ellen DeGeneres talks about how when she started giving away TVs, now everyone loved the lesbian lady, you know? And, and it's like super true, man. Everybody likes, loves free stuff. So that's what I just wanted to incorporate. Okay. How do we do some free, you know, give away, do some free giveaways, give us some tips. So that's where it originally started. I did it again in 2019. Actually, I was not going to do it this year in 2020. I I wasn't going to do it. Um, because it does take a lot of work. Like you say, you know, I got to go source all the sure. people. It's a, it's a big commitment, but I ended up doing it because like 10 days before this guy messaged me and he goes, Hey man, are you doing that thing again this year? You know, that's how I ended up joining the Legion in 2018. And I was like, Oh man, I like wow. immediately felt this sort of like, man, are people really like expecting this again this year? Yeah. Maybe they are expecting it. And so, so that's why I wanted to do it. And it is super fun. You know, it costs a little bit of money. I always make money from doing it because of, 
you know, people join the Legion and stuff, but you know, it is like just organizing the presence and the prizes and the speakers and everything. But, um, um, really uh, Michael Mann, he says it, they're not Michael Mann, uh, Michael J. Mayer, the guy who, uh, he wrote seven levels of communication. Yeah. You know, he, he said it the best way. He said, you know, what it is, is it's, it's a talk about, right. This is like, people are going to be talking about this, you know, because they, they like the idea or they, you know, wish they did it themselves or whatever thing, you know? And so, so that's, I, I mean, I think at this point, it's just going to have to continue for at least the foreseeable future. Heck yeah, bro. And, and I love, I, I love that you said it was selfish the first time. But, but I want people to understand, like, I, I don't think there's, there, there's anything wrong with being selfish for the right reasons, right? Like, and what I mean by that is part of why I'm launching this podcast is number one, because I think there's not enough podcasts that speak to like the mindset of social media. They just speak to the how-to of it. Mm-hmm. But then number two, I'm not a dummy, Right. Like I'm bringing cool people on like you and like all the other guests that I'm going to have. And I'm going to give you a ton of cool content that's going to make you look like a rock star. And guess what's going to be in the corner of it? My logo for my podcast. So when you share it to look cool, guess who's riding your coattails? This guy. (laughs) Right. And that's the whole point of, of, of being good at what we do. Right. Is is playing off of each other like that. You, yeah. you got to tag me in our video when I was on your 12 days of, of Christmas giveaways and, and my people got to watch you and ask me like, man, who's that Nick guy that you're doing that video with? And, and so this is what, what I want people to understand is, man, there's so much power in social media with, with leveraging other people, right? And, and partnering and, and writing the coattails for the right reasons, and, and, and so I, I just, I love guys, for those of you that if you're still listening, if we have not bored you yet, go like, go follow Nick and man, your brother, Brian, y- y'all are both doing incredible things. And, uh, I know so many loan officers that work with you guys that just cannot sing your praises enough. So if somebody listening wants to connect, how do they connect with you personally or, or how do they get connected to the Legion? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm still the most active on Facebook. Uh, my personal profile is facebook.com slash Nilla Nick. It's my old rap name from back in the day. Um, uh, you can just, you know, look up Legion of Loan Officers, uh, legionofloanofficers.com, but also just Google Legion of Loan Officers and look at the reviews that members are leaving publicly on Google. Um, look at the reviews yeah. that are available uh, on YouTube and, and really do your own due diligence on the Legion and see that it works. Uh, we literally only had to give one refund for the entire year of 2020. I'm super proud of the results that, that we wow. created and we did, you know, $7 billion in, in 2020 in home loans. And the Legion is on a goal, on a mission to serve 1 million homeowners, right? We want to serve, a mi- you know, close a million loans inside the Legion, um, you know, to help people get, wow. get houses. And so, you know, if you'd like to be a part of that, I'd be honored to, to roll with anybody yeah, and bro. help us do that. And, and so I, I want to I wanna let you close us out with, with one final tip for the, the, the brand new realtor, lender, small business owner, entrepreneur that is strapped financially, right? That they don't have a dollar to their name, but they've got a passion in their heart to serve people in whatever way they want. They need social media. What would be your your first tip to them 
Like if you have nothing, start here. What what would that be? Yeah. Well, I mean, I probably leveraging their Facebook personal profile if they have a okay. lot, if they have a good amount of friends. Obviously, you gotta you know be purposeful with who you have on your list, and and that it's people that can that can work with you. But everybody likes connecting with people. They don't like connecting with businesses. So that's why in general we don't do anything with business pages. All for Facebook personal personal profiles. You know, kind of like what you talked about in terms of leveraging relationships. Um, you know, you were kind of like, like riding coattails, you know, these things, but ultimately it all comes down to just having a relationship and, you know, and, and yeah. that's why, you know, for me, it's the backbone of everything that we do. So it's like, how could you leverage different relationships that you have? Um, there's people that we're all connected with that other people don't know or should know or should know better. Um, if you, yeah. uh, as a, you know, if we just look at like real estate, you know, mortgage, insurance, any, anybody like that that's trying to have a local service business, a really easy tip is go out and start interviewing local business owners. Either yes. do it on, you know, on Facebook Live, do it in real life. It's going to give you so much content that you can use everywhere, right? You can then take that content with somebody like Kyle with content compounding and move it all over the place. But having that, that video content to me would be the very first place to start. So you have some stuff to put on your personal profile. You, you know, if you bust the videos down, you can put them on Instagram and um, put them on YouTube, LinkedIn. There's all these places that you can start creating your own spider web so that as people are looking for information out there, they get caught in your web. Um, it, you know, it'd be just like kind of leverage those relationships that you have in the community. I love it. So good, bro. Man, I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on the podcast, for the, the knowledge bombs that you've dropped on us. Guys, if you want to connect further with Nick or with the Legion of Loan Officers, the, the links will be all over the place, no matter where you're, you're watching this, listening to this. But, but we thank you for listening to another episode of the, the Social Media Mindset Podcast. We'll see you guys soon. Later. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.